right. You are listening to a special episode of the Old Titans. Yes, we. You know, a while ago we said. Oh, by the way, I'm B Man. Just throwing it out there because. Oh, should we say our names? Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 I thought Wolverines was good enough. We're kind of like we are Negan. We are Wolverines. I thought is, that was is that what it is? No. Okay. Uh, this is John Paul. This is B Man. Yeah, we're back on page now. Okay. Cool. All right. But we're not Wolverines then. We are Wolverines at heart. Everybody's Wolverine. Everybody's Wolverine? Is that why you can be in so many books? I guess so. He okay. was in like every single comic book. Used to be. Used to be. Uh, then he died. And then he was old. Isn't he back again? Yeah, and then he's back. I, I, I don't care. Anyway. I, I just don't care. So this special episode is a, what did we call it before? Does it hold up? Yes. All right, so does it hold up? What is our topic for our does it hold up? Well, we said Wolverine, right? Is that what it is? A Wolverine topic today? Wolverine movie? Yeah. <laughs> does not hold up since the first time no, we no, saw no, it. No, 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 no. Hopefully people recognize it. Oh, yeah. The 1984 classic John Paul Red Dawn. Not the new, not the remake. Yeah, although we'll probably mention it. Oh, yeah, absolutely mention the remake. Yeah, Red Dawn. It. Yeah, Patrick Swayze himself. I think um, Charlie Sheen's first movie he made, I want to say. That's cool. There's a bunch of people and in actually that. Actually, yeah, Patrick Swayze, Charlie Sheen, uh, Leah Thompson, others as well. Uh, Jennifer I, I, Grey. I yeah, Jennifer Grey. Yeah, um, um, C. Thomas Howell. C. Thomas Howell. It is um, anybody who went on to do not gigantic, incredible, large things, but had a long movie career and a lot of movies that we loved growing up. Yeah, and this was, you know, my first time watching it was obviously back in the early 80s. Yeah, buddies, we're actually just talking about this weekend, past weekend, and we just, we always watch this. Yeah. And I was actually afraid to be watching it, the fact that I loved it so much. Like, we talked about Batman, the original Tim Burton Batman. Yeah, yeah it doesn't hold up as well. When you start, the first time you start it, though, it was amazing. Oh, yeah. Started in theaters, like, this is Batman, this is why a darker, because you know, used to Adam West Batman. That, that was it. You, yeah. you were going into it hoping it wasn't Adam West, and since it wasn't. Yeah. Yay. His black suit, you know. Yeah. Coming from the shadows and that kind of stuff, and then yeah. you, like it was great. But again, you watch it, you know, twenty years later, and it, it's not as good. This yeah. one is now almost what thirty four years old now. Thirty four years old. So how well could this movie possibly hold up? Yeah, especially when that Cold War type situation is right. not the same anymore. No, the Russians right. and Cubans coming and attacking the U.S. and attacking Colorado of all places. <laughs> The kind of the bypass of the states to get there it was kind of confusing to me. I assumed there was multiple attacks and we were just focused on one spot because there was a front right, and right, all right. that kind of stuff. Yeah. At least the one thing with the remake, at least they, they attacked like Washington. All right. So you said you saw it when for the first time? Do you think? Right, the Vision Red Dawn. Yeah. Uh, it had to be early eighties. But what? What came out in eighty four? I didn't right? see it right away because well, I, mean, I was eight and I watched I watched Star movies eight years old. Okay. Yeah. See, I so, didn't I didn't see this probably till college or late after college oh, so really? this, would, this would have been mid-90s before I saw it probably no, I definitely saw it in the 80s um, I just can't remember when exactly it was because back in the day when you had the VHS yeah. to be recorded oh, yeah. Yeah. and you had to sit, sit in front of the camera like, and push pause for the, yep. and that's when I did what came out yeah. and again we eventually got it on a cable and, um, just an amazing movie at the time I think it's actually the very first PG-13 movie too as well hey I was more than 13 when I finally saw it. Well, yeah, yeah but you were, you, you shot the UFO. Well, that's okay. Well, yeah, but that wasn't the reason. It's just, it was not a movie I probably, when it came out, had any interest in seeing. Um, since, you know, since then when I've watched it, it's been, been a lot of fun. Um, but I wouldn't have seen it till after the Cold War was done and, you know, after all those situations were done. So it was, 
I probably could have, you know, been asked the question, does it hold up even at that point? Right. Honestly, I think it's just as good now as it was the first time I saw it. But is that because I didn't see it until sometime later? Well, um, just for me personally, it's just as good as well. Because it, it never was cheesy ever. I was thinking about it was for an 80s movie. Indiana Jones, I still love them. Yeah. But they had cheesy moments in those movies. This movie was a teenage movie, so of course teenage movies should be cheesy. It never got cheesy to me. I think something that helps it, and I've noticed this in looking at other movies, um, when they're a period piece, when they're tied to a certain historical moment in time, like, say, Captain America, the first Avenger, you know, tied to World War II, uh, Wonder Woman, tied to World War I, Indiana Jones, you know, tied to the same World War II type period. Right. When you have something that's tied to a very specific moment in time, some people might say, well, that ages it. But I think it actually preserves it because you go into the movie expecting the setting to be a certain thing. So this one is very clearly set in the um, early to mid-'80s. Right. It's obviously early to mid-'80s. And it was the prequel to World War Three, apparently. That's what they're talking about. This yeah, is World right. War Three. This is the beginning. And actually, the movie was so popular, uh, back in 2003 during the Iraqi strike on Saddam, Saddam Hussein, they actually gave that nickname to a group it was actually given code name of the military operation Red Dawn that's kind of cool in a way a little trivia things for you I'm looking it up as we're talking right now so I'm yeah. a little no it is very cool and I will admit this this, and this is kind of dumb since I was more of a DC guy right read plenty of Marvel but more of a DC guy the first time I saw it I did not even think about the comic book connection of them yelling out Wolverines didn't did even, I actually just, did I it, it fits so well in their story it just never connected because there is no connection. I mean, it's just their high school mascot, right? That was the high school mascot, right? Yeah, high school, the actual animal, not the comic book character, right? So I, my they actually talk about in the movie too. What a, what's Wolverine? There's this little fierce creature, and they talk yeah. what it is and that kind of thing. Yeah, so I never thought about Wolverine, the, the character, even though we made fun of that at the beginning here. It's um, the cast. I think might be what helps. You know, other than the setting, you got that setting of that Cold War setting that we grew up in. Um, I would have been, you know, being about eight years older, I would have been going through, um, you know, the entire 80s with that whole, you know, what's going to happen, you know, with Russia, you know, oh, Reagan being tough, Gorbachev, the all Cold the rest. War's happening, we were yeah. terrified. And it, it fit that. But on top of that, you have this cast who are all, you know, they're not, I don't, I would say probably none of these actors are really that kind of, Perfect, you know, the Meryl Streep's, the Glenn Close's, that that type of act, actor, actress. They're not that um, one who, the minute you hear their name in a movie, you know this is Oscar material. Right. None of these actors are like that, but they all are solid. You always know oh, exactly absolutely. you're going to get a good performance, and it didn't rely on one. You know, it was not like you had Tom Hanks, not Tom, well, Tom Hanks, but but Tom Cruise with a whole bunch of smaller-name people around him, and you hope they held up their end. But if not, at least you had Tom Cruise. Well, Tom Cruise wasn't the outside as with Patrick Swayze. Right. He, he was, was a, a side character. But he movie. went on to be able to headliner. If right. you look at most of his movies, it is a Tom Cruise movie. Everybody else is secondary. And if somebody didn't pull their weight, it's a Tom Cruise movie. This is an ensemble movie. Absolutely. Everybody had to pull their weight, and everybody was good. Absolutely. And the first time, I think, was C. Thomas Howell. You know, he has a machine gun over his head and just screams Wolverines. Yeah. You blood it to this day. Every time I see that one scene, just <laughs> yelling out, it, it, it fires you up. Yeah. You know, it's like watching a Rocky movie with the, you know, the music comes on, and do, 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 like training moment. 
it just fires you up. Yeah. And that's one thing I think that this movie had that the remake didn't have was with the first Wolverines, it's such an iconic part of this movie. Yeah. Where the, in the second movie, the reboot of the movie, the kid yells at Wolverines, it felt so forced. And the little kids jump around, Wolverine, Jay, Wolverine. Like, no, come on. That's not what this movie... They didn't have the feeling right. Yeah. In the 84 version, it really was a bunch of teenagers pushed to the edge. Oh, yeah. They watched their families get murdered. They, they watched their friends... Or didn't watch, but wondered what happened. I mean, right. sometimes that's even more terrifying is the the fear of what could be happening. Right. But they, they did a part where he's like kind of, you know, army crawling up and with this, yeah, right. and watching and then see people get executed. Yeah. And they had just... They, they, they were broken. They had enough. They were ready. They, they wanted to die. They, they didn't care anymore. And they fought back, and it just fires you up. And to this day, when that music starts blaring, do-do-do, and, you know, I just, I can't help it. I get fired up. Um, it was very, it's very violent, too. Once they, once they finally got into it, um, it was a very, very violent movie. I mean, it actually has the Guinness Book of World Records. Um, according to calculations, 134 acts of violence. Which is two point two three per minute in that movie. That's insane. I wonder on that. I wonder what do they count as an act of violence? Like, let's say you're you're one of the Wolverines, you're one of the gorillas, and you're hiding in an underground, you know, hidden trap. Yeah. And all the Russians or whichever one they were run past you, and you pop up and you gun down five of them. Yeah, is that's that... great. Is that five acts of violence, or you doing the firing is one act of violence? There happened to be five people dying that, that one. That part I'm not sure. I, I'm, I'm curious. I am curious, but that's bigger than that scene you just mentioned. Yeah. In any movie, to this day, that is probably the one scene that still fires me up more than anything. Yeah. And honestly, my my scenes to me was like um, Transformers the movie, the original cartoon. Yeah. When Optimus right. Prime had this breaking point of Megatron must be stopped whatever the cost, you know. Transforms that you got the touch players in the background. Oh. And starts beating the Decepticons yeah. down. It fires you up. Oh, absolutely. This Red Dawn scene where, you know, she, you know, rides up on a bike. I think it was Jennifer Grey at the it's time. Jennifer Grey, yeah. The Russians grab her picnic basket, throw the thing. Yeah, she breaks away from them and runs yeah. out across the field. And the Wolverines are right there in the tunnels yeah. down below and pop up and shoot them. I'll say, when I first saw it, the first time I saw that, and I remember thinking, okay, she's riding up. She's going to plant something at the gas station or whatever. You know, she's right. going to. The gas station blow up with the truck there, or, or whatever. Right. That's what I thought was going to happen. Me I too, actually. She, Me too. Or she would be the distraction while somebody planted something. Right. I really thought that's where the distraction would be. Now, as soon as she starts running across the field, I never saw her coming. Actually, I didn't see him popping up from under the ground coming, but I knew okay, this is the real thing. You know, she's going to lead him into an ambush. I didn't know where the ambush would come from. That popping up from underground, that was that was, it great. was beautiful. It's a beautiful scene, and of course the music hitting just at the point, it's almost John Williams ish. Yeah, hits you just at the point when that happens. Again, yes. fires you up. And you were saying the the remake didn't do that. I wonder though if you know the remake did not have the advantage of being set in a in a tense Cold War moment. Yeah, each one is you know I said each one of these movies that really hold up are very clearly defined by a moment in time, but that moment in time needs to somehow be very very. Well defined and emotionally charged. Even still, the remake, everything about the remake felt just so forced. Well, it felt forced, but I think part of that is you go into the movie wondering, well, first it's a remake, so you wonder, how are they going to redo this? You wonder that going in, how are they going to redo it? You don't go into the movie the same way you did the first one with, okay, how are they going to use this Cold War setting 
to get the story across. There was no setting. You know, there's nothing going on now that made sense for this invasion. I mean, even if what, what was in the remake was it North Korea? It was North Korea attacking. Yeah. Okay. It was a cyber war, and they you know pretty much eliminated, yeah. and they dropped it in there. And and, yeah. Okay. So North Korea, Iran. There's there's a handful of countries that we we look at as sort of the enemy or right. combative or a threat. Put it that a way. Threat in some form right. or fashion. But there's none at the same level as the Soviet Union was in the early 80s. There's nothing that we have kind of that Cold War status with to where this is believable. At the time in 84 when that came out, it's exaggerated a little bit, but you could almost see this happening somewhere. Yeah. I mean, it it was not beyond the complete realm of possibility. It was a what-if story. It was a what-if they did do this, but it was a what-if of, huh, that could happen. The action starts immediately. Yeah. Like, oh, literally, yeah. the beginning of the movie, you see Patrick Swayze, Jed Eckhart, dropping him off at school. You know, they see the scoreboard. The Wolverine's just lost. They get pointing and looking. There's yeah. the Wolverines. Yeah. You know, joking around. You know, he's a high school quarterback back in the day, whatever or whatever he was. And then it has to be within five minutes. You know, the teacher teaching the class, history class, and all of a sudden you see the troopers just drop in. Yeah. And then they gun down the whole class. Yeah, they do. I mean, that's... Absolutely. I mean, this movie, it, they held back nothing. Yeah. Although I wonder, I hadn't thought about that. You, you mentioned, what did the scoreboard show when they when they first pulled up? It was the scoreboard. It was the score of the game, football game. But you, but what had the Wolverines lost or what? Wolverines lost. Okay. Because uh, uh, Patrick Swayze was giving Charlie Sheen some. Okay. Know. So I wonder if that was actually you know um, we probably should say this at the very beginning. We've been spoiling stuff left and right. Oh, it's not It's a 34, <laughs> 34 year old movie. Yeah. Okay. Um, the Wolverines themselves, while they fight a good fight throughout the entire movie. I would say their mission is actually very successful as a mission of causing problems, but really it's a it's a losing battle the entire time. Oh, they lost. For those individual. So if the Wolverines are going to lose at the end of the movie, was that kind of foreshadowing? Was showing that scoreboard before the movie even started, the Wolverines had already lost? I don't even know. Like... I, I wonder if that was thought about or if it was just because they wanted him being able to give the guy a hard time in the truck during the That's drop-off actually scene. A... I never thought of that. I, I hadn't, I, until you mentioned the score. Because I, again, I think only two of them lived, right? Um, I think it was Leah Thompson oh. and um, the young kid Daryl, who lived, or one of the kids. It's been so long. I can't. If you'd asked me, I'd have said probably nobody lived. But yeah, two lived because right. they went up to the mountains and talked, and you know we have some the Eckerts again. Because yeah. Jed and Patrick Swayze yeah, died right, at the very yeah. end. Uh, Jed was Patrick Swayze, and Matt yeah. died at the very end of the movie. Which um, was kind of a waste. That that one was the, at least Patrick Stewart. Right, Patrick, Patrick Stewart. Patrick Swayze. Dying. That that one. No, was... I, I. Well, you don't actually see him die. He didn't get shot. Oh, yeah, he's dead. Charlie Sheen was dying, and he yeah. kind of put him on the thing. But he's going to be. He soon. could have escaped. There's no question. He could have. He, he could have escaped he, and he, planned a bigger revenge later. Yeah. You know. He could have escaped, but his brother just died. I know. And he was done. He was done. I think if it had been anybody else killed right there, he might have tried to escape and then come back bigger later. And that's the thing too is Charlie Sheen, for example, uh, yeah. the young brother Matt. He was great, right? You thought he was great in this movie. Yeah, I thought he yeah. was great in this movie. The remake of Red Dawn, Matt was such an unlikable person. You know, yeah. he risked lights. He, he blew the missions off of one girl and just did all these crazy things. He was so in love. He tried to act too tough. Yeah, you, you have to kind of like every one of these characters on some level. Right, because when they die, you have to feel it. Yeah. And Even he, C. Thomas Howell, he was at the breaking point. Yeah. But when he faced, you know, he, had the, he shot the rocket launcher at the helicopter and cut, cut down out of rockets. What do you do? Yeah. Take off? No. Put the machine gun up. Die like a boss. Yeah. He had no chance in hell, but he yeah. was great. I think everybody has to be likable. 
depending on how you go with the story, if you're doing remakes or anything else, depending on, depending on how you go with the story, if you want to have one of them that sells out everybody. Which they did, yeah. Yeah, but, but I mean, with a remake, you know, it's, I can't remember if they did that there, but that's a character you can dislike, but it's actually even better on that one if you like the character. And then somebody that you care about is betraying. Yeah. The whole betrayal thing hits you more. I mean, if this was MASH and Frank Burns betrays people, which he would never have done. He, right. But still, he's the antagonist in the story. For the most part. He was all for America. I mean, yeah. that was, in fact, he was gung-ho American. But he, he was, was bitter. Never, yeah, he was... But he was the bitter one. You don't have as much emotional attachment to him as you would if, if you know, Hawkeye went and did something. Um, I thought I did something. I don't know what I would do in my life. Because he was the, you know, he's the big hero. So if you had had something like, say, Jed. Right. End up selling them out. You know, as, you know, to save his father or something like that. You know, that... But only do it after you care enough about those characters to really... And it was just, in the very beginning of the movie, the guys giving him weapons and that kind of stuff, take off, go to the mountains, and they go to see if he's okay, they find out he was killed, because his weapons are missing. You know, they got him killed. Yeah, yeah. You just, you felt these characters' emotions. Yeah. I I felt every moment of it. I I love that a lot of stuff happened off screen. That was one of the best things. Right. You you were with them the entire time. You were never in the town. You were cut off from what was actually going on. Yeah. That mystery helped because then when they found something out, it hit you at the same time. Like you said, find out somebody got killed because they helped or whatever. Right. Well, the first time they went into town, actually, like, yeah. oh, the ta- we, we won. It's over. The tanks are there. Why are the tanks still here? Yeah. Then you realize, oh, we didn't win. Yeah. We lost. You know, everything's happened. You see, and it was just, and like you said, you never knew what happened. Everything was always focused on the kids. Yeah. The war's blowing up. It's going out. Of, and they, they hid. So here's a question for yes. you. It's probably more relevant to me being a father of two sons who are now 18 and 23, almost 19 and 23. Mm-hmm. But your father, yeah, and your daughter will eventually be old enough to hopefully not be in that situation, but, right. be old, oh, yeah. but be old enough to be able to take on one of those roles. Could you ever see yourself? You know, you're in a prison camp, looking at your kids through the screen, and instead of telling them, "Run." Hide, stay safe, get to safety, and all that. Instead, oh, the avenge me, avenge me, avenge me, boys. Can can you picture yourself doing <sighs> no. that? No, I can't. I can't either. I would tell my daughter to just get back to the mountains and stay hidden for as long as you can, and they start coming, take off. Yeah, I mean, I, I would have, I would have told them, yeah, get to the mountains, stay hidden until things die down a little bit, and then carefully make your way, yeah, somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't. I just can't imagine doing that. That, that part I wouldn't have done. Yeah, that, that was. Well, they actually didn't. That wasn't anybody's father, though. That was one of the kids back in town's father, I believe. Back no, that was the, that was their dad. No, their dad. They asked about where he was, and no, that was that was the friend said, "What about my dad?" or whatever. I don't know, son. That was that was Patrick Swayze's. Are you sure? Yeah, I double check that one. Can't avenge we... me, boys! Avenge me! Look it up on IMDb. What we're talking. <sighs> it had their last name. But yeah, that, but that one always bothered. I will say that one always bothered me that. The father was that gung ho right there. Well, they know the last names posted here, so oh, Mr. Oh, Eckhart, Harry, Harry Dean, yeah, that was him. I stand corrected. Well, he died. All right, so now, another question. Yes. Now, put yourself in the father or any of the townspeople's positions, the other men like that. You're lined up in front of the pit. Yeah, that would have killed. And you know what's coming. Would you start singing? Yes. I absolutely would. Because that was what they did, right? Yeah, they started yeah. singing the thing is, yeah. you knew you were going to die. Yeah. Um, I, 
I would probably try to. I want to at least die fighting. I guess in that point they had no energy. They were pretty much done. Yeah, you're wondering why don't you just charge? I mean, if they're about to shoot you anyway, charge them. Yeah. What's, there's always a possibility. You charge them. You surprise them. A graze no, on an arm or anything else. But no, you're going to die. You're you know die. it. But at least, you know, if you look statistically, even if it's one in a million chance that you could reach somebody, rip their gun out of their hands, and fight back, would you rather have one in a million chance or zero in a million chance? I'd take one in a million chance and at least take one of them out with me. Or at least poke him in the eye. That's, Something that's what you think, that's, what you, that's what you think you'd like to be <laughs> yeah. to do. But again, in those situations, maybe you're hoping for mercy. Maybe yeah. you don't know. You don't like that situation. I understand why they did it. Right. Um, to make it a little more real for a moment, I don't know Columbine. You know the whole Columbine massacre yes. and all that. I remember one of the stories that just oh, it just hurt. But you hope you'd have the guts. Um, that one of the kids did. There was a girl in the room, and the boys were asking them, like, do you believe in God? God? Yeah, and she said, yes, you should too. But she knew what was likely going to happen. I mean, she could hope that they wouldn't shoot her, but she still, you know, just... Yeah. That gets to me. Even right now, repeating. Yeah, that's the story that I remember that you said said it to me, and this happened, what, what, uh, 17 years ago was it? Yeah, it's, 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 it's quite a while. I still remember that, that day that one story stuck on me as well. Yeah. That so, she died like a boss. Right, and that's and you wonder in those mentions. kind of situations, whether it's in Red Dawn or Columbine or anything else, we never know. And we hope we never find out. That's the thing. We hope we never are put in a situation like that. But it works really well in a movie. Yeah. And, of course, both brothers were looking over the hill, at the hill at them right there, right? When they were all gunned down. The brothers? Yeah. They actually did one final attack. It was like a train was going by and... They... No, I meant like when when the um, guys were lined up in front of the pit to be shot. One brother was there. Was only one brother there? I don't even... I, yeah, one brother was there. Okay, because I remember somebody was watching. Right. Somebody watched it happen. Yeah, I think it was... Uh, I want to say it was Matt watched and um, okay. dropped his... It makes it sound like we hadn't seen this in a while. We started recently, I know. Yeah, it's, it's been a couple of months. It's been right. a couple of months, but it held up so well. I mean, it's still fun. It's still enjoyable. Oh, absolutely. I think the... I think the absolute definite answer, would you agree? This is definitely one that holds up. Well, absolutely. I'd say this is the top two action movies of all time. This and Die Hard. Wow. Yeah, I'll go with that. I'm probably not going to go that far, but... I mean, what would your... You, top five for you? Something. Uh, action movies. Uh, just straight up action movies. No... No sci-fi allowed. No, just straight up action. Just straight up action. Oh, that's a hard one. That, that's, that's a hard one. I have to I, think about I'm it. saying Die Hard and Red Dawn, top two best ever. I think Die Hard is definitely in there, I think. Lethal Weapon, I, I love Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon's also a comedy as well. Well, the first one really wasn't, I guess. Well, it's a buddy cop. There's plenty of comedy in it. Uh, the first one was dark. Yeah, he was darker. Yeah, it's definitely darker. No question there. But um, I, I'm saying top two. I, and if I said I'll, even number one, I might go with that. I'll go with top ten right now. Without thinking about it too hard, I'll go with top ten. Um, I'd have to think about it because, I mean, there's... Depends on how far back you go as well. Um, you know, there's old World War II movies, um, westerns, and everything else. That, you know, how many of those do you well, include? Were great ones. Platoon was a great one. There was many great ones. I put this above Platoon. Oh, absolutely. I would too. I, I said top two for me. Yeah, yeah. Like the only one I think in my mind that can possibly top it is Die Hard. But honestly, I didn't even Die Hard for me tops it. Um, this movie just connected. I guess maybe because I watched it all the way since I was a kid and such a big movie. Like some movies yeah. when you're a kid you watch. Yeah. Like the original Star Wars. You watched when you were a kid that meant so much more to you. Um, the first two Rambos. First Blood and Rambo First Blood Part 2. I would say this is better than both of those. Nah, I would have to put those above. 
I, I disagree. One's more of a drama, even though there's tons well, the of shooting Well, the first one was definitely more of a drama, because, you know... Well, it's an action, but it's more of a drama. The first one didn't really... Yeah, I mean, until you went to the woods and then chased right. them away, that's right. when the action that's when that, The action was all in the second half, yeah. or last third of the movie. Rambo, it's throughout the entire movie. Yeah, but Rambo is... Yeah, you just spend your belief in both these movies. Rambo was just one super soldier type person, just yeah. kicking butt. Commando... Commando's the same way. Yeah. It was a super soldier type guy, just a, a guy that shouldn't be That's that. True. These are these are all believable characters, That's, for the most part. Yeah. Um, something like Saving Private Ryan, Platoon. Saving Private Ryan was those great. those kind of movies definitely fall into this same. Not just because they're war, but because it's they're all believable people. Right. Um, but I, I, to me, JB, I think it's the best. Yeah. I, I'm not saying right now. I think it's actually the best. Now that right. about it. Yeah, because so, because Die Hard falls into this well, super soldier type. Genre. I mean, yeah, he's a regular guy, but still, this one guy takes out you know everything in the building. That's that, true. that feels that falls into a commando or Rambo more than it falls into a Wolverine. Fair enough. You know, type of character. Yeah, you know, they were everyday Joes. I mean, yes, one was the quarterback, but they were everyday Joes. I mean, they, the second one at least they made out um, was Chris Hemsworth was playing him. Yeah, and he had me on leave using the Marines, <clears throat> and they made it known well because. And how he's laying down his Marines tattoo says U.S. Marines right yeah. on his arm, yeah. showing like, okay, he's a Marine, we get it. Yeah, it was different. They they set it up differently. I don't know. I think it'd have been better to have actually gone back if they're don't remake it. But if you're going to remake it, do it in the same time period, or don't remake it. Set it in the same time period and say what was happening in another city, sure. another state, you know, another part of the country. That's true. That actually be kind of you could do almost like Walking Dead. You wonder what's happening in different parts of the world. And in Fear of the Walking Dead finally kind of covered that. If, okay, here's what's happening on the West Coast while well, that's going yeah. on. Whether we enjoyed it or not, at least it was a good idea to go somewhere else. Right. You could do a series of Red Dawn-type movies and do them in different areas. And this one, the reason I liked it, because they weren't soldiers. Yeah. And the fact that they weren't soldiers, they made mistakes. And that's when I'm killed at the end. Yeah. Where they, there was a trap, obviously set up, dropped the food down there. Oh, this food, great, it's good. And they sat in the open. They didn't know enough to right. get the thing to take off. They were still making mistakes. That's what ended up killing them. Yeah. They, you know, um, yeah, even, the, even having one soldier helping them for a period of time wasn't enough. Yeah, it's Powers Booth, actually. Another yeah, good actor. Yeah. Yeah, that was not enough to really take it over the top. Um, I didn't, I said, I did I had not even connected that was Powers Booth. Yes. So he passed away here in the last year. That was, yes. Um, his was, best movie. His, his latest role being um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I believe. He was in that? Yeah. I stopped watching that. Hmm. I stopped caring. And actually, that's one I will say, and I think we get off track, but it's, that's one that's gotten better and better. It, its worst season was at the beginning, and has steadily increased in quality. Yeah, well. But anyway, that's not the point. Sure. All right, so Red Dawn. Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. And one last. Wolverine! Have to end with that. Yeah, you do. So, for John Paul. Be man. This is the old Titan saying, we're out of here. This has been a production of the GWW Radio Network. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, check out Geeks Worldwide at thegww.com for all the latest news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, movies, TV, cosplay, and more. Geeks, assemble!